Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm ready. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Andy. Hey, now. And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, this is episode 266, Self Storage. So Kevin won't be here on this episode and the following. He is on vacation, that lucky bastard. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Damn it, Kevin. I know, two weeks away from us too, man. Left me, left me here with these idiots. Yeah, sorry. Self-storage, <laughs> is that like self-love or what? Like like storing yourself. Mm, okay. Store yourself whole. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your whole self. To storage. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's go into uh, your week. Uh, who's who want to go first? Um, I can go first. I want to go first. Up, so no, no, no. He spoke up, so he's gonna go first. No, I'm going first. Okay, and uh, going first. Yep, he vetoed you. No, never mind. I don't want to go first. All right, cool. You can go first. <laughs> All right. Well, I oh, did not mess with you a lot. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Um, well, I did not fly. Um, I did not do anything on the simulator, but I was on Discord. Um, a lot of fun as always. Um, you know, just kind of chit chatted. Planker didn't make it. He had me read off a message on there. Um, don't think we were on there too late. I think by the time I got off of uh, Discord, it was probably like around 10 o'clock. So I, w- I was beat from just working. Yeah. I was on pretty late Friday. Yeah. Like as I was getting, uh, when I was wrapping up on uh, Discord, for some reason, like the audio dropped. I couldn't get the audio to work. So I kept clicking in and out. And then finally I said, screw it. They know I'm going to bed or whatever. But, um, yeah, so I wasn't really sure what was up that. Um, Saturday, I did some spring cleaning on the Jeep. Uh, you know, from you know doing my daily occupation as a DoorDash driver, uh, brought in a lot of salt into the Jeep and everything. I needed to go ahead and get that done and taken care of. Um, so brought out the shampooer, started cleaning on the Jeep. Um, and then shortly after that, I started kind of researching on, you know, a few mods I want to make to the Jeep, you know, because obviously I'm going to be doing some camping this year and then not to mention fun flies. Um, my Equinox had a Jeep, uh, one of the, the shelves. I had to make a shelf to fit in the back of it. Well, the Jeep, I haven't put one in there yet. So that's something I'm really wanting to do. But I wanted to make it something a little bit more accessible and not as clunky as what was in my equinox so Mm -hmm. um it's like for camping i yeah i you know i would bring a tent to like an event or whatever and you know sleep in the in the tent but kind of wanted to sleep on the inside of the vehicle instead of have to worry about you know setting up a damn tent when i get there and all that stuff and then you know if it's windy is the damn thing gonna go bouncing you know through the flight line and all that so it's like I'm gonna go ahead and just kind of arrange it to where I can sleep inside the Jeep, but take the shelf down, and you can move, you know, fab up a way to move it up to where it covers up the gap from where the the seats are folded down in the front seats. So it's like I'm researching that, um, and then 
other that other than that, I've worked and then got in a few more needed parts for the 470, and I'm hoping to get it flying by this weekend. It has just been windy the past couple days. I mean, it's the winds are like freaking howling today, probably like 20, 30 mile an hour. So it's like not even worth trying to get it, you know, up and going anytime too soon. Mm-hmm. But this weekend, I think it might, the winds might be ideal this weekend. Yeah. Cool. As far as my week, that's it. Nice. What about you, Andy? So you got, what kind of car do you have? I have a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Okay. I knew you had a Jeep because you said that like 40 times so far. I just wasn't right, sure. Right. There's a lot of different Jeeps. So do you, can you put a bed in the, in the back? Uh, yeah, you can actually put an air mattress in there. Yeah. The, that's one thing I've uh, looked up as, as well. I mean, when I kind of first got the idea of like, you know, sleeping inside of it, like at events or camping, um, I mean, if you can get like a one that is not very tall, yeah, mm. it'll fit on the inside. It's yeah. just like, uh, when the seats are folded down and even if the, like you leave the, the front seats where they're at and just kind of fold them, uh, you know, forward, like there's still a good size gap there. So like, you know, where your head is going to be, you're going to be pretty much sinking into that, you know, that crevice right there. So you got to build something for that to level it up. Is that what you're talking about? Well, use the, you know, build up a uh, shelf for the very back, you know, so I can store my helis on and then be able to unmount that and then use it for that, uh, to cover up that crevice. Hmm. How are you going to do that? It seems like it'd be like if it fits in the back, it, you'd have to have some sort of special bracket to mount it in front of the seat, right? Cause it's a lot wider there than it is in the very back. Hmm. Not I guess if really. he just gets the middle part, right, where, like, he would be sleeping, yeah. you know. Yeah, because I'd be sleeping more in the middle and everything, but it's not going to be too much of a difference as far as width. I mean, I mean, there's probably going to be at least, like, four inches, the three main to four thing, inches difference on the sides. Yeah, the main thing I would worry about is the, the depth of it, like, how, you know, I don't know how to, like, wide it can be. Not width of the car, but the length, I guess, front to back. Because like, mm-hmm. the seating, you know, where your feet go, the feet well part, isn't that big. And then you're going to mount right. 700s on a space that might be like a foot and a half wide or length, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I, maybe maybe have something that folds out and like can be supported, you know? Yeah, because so, like, uh, the idea that I've got, you know, got cooking is I would probably have to put legs on like foldable legs on the underneath of the the shelf on one side so you know the flat piece is like down and on top of the the seats that are folded down i am not gonna the, be able to picture here yeah <laughs> yeah no no i'll, I'll have to i'll have to yeah. show you a picture of my idea but uh um, yeah. yeah sketch it up i'm curious to see yeah, but, um, I, I would I, have to put folding legs just to hold it up, you know, in that crevice because I'm not going to be able to really rest it on anything unless I rest it well, on. It's going to have legs regardless. Yeah, you're going to have yeah. to have legs in the back too because I wouldn't want to put that like on the the bottom of the trunk because you want to put stuff in there, right? Like, yeah, I thought you were talking about boxes. like mounting it to the to the sides of the vehicle itself without legs. 
Yeah, but I guess if you that. made legs, that would make more sense if you could make the height of the legs the same as the height, the height of of the, in seat. the front part. So it would yeah. work in either spot. That might work. Yeah. Assuming you oh, get yeah. the shelf itself wide enough to fit a 700. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, because there's not a lot of leg room in those Jeep Cherokees. Yeah. They're kind of small. Yeah. It's got a decent amount of space, and believe it or not, it actually has a little bit more room to work with than what the Equinox did. Um, the Equinox, I just used – it was probably the wrong thing to use, but I used like a big old sheet of plywood that was like, I don't know, uh, about a little more than a quarter inch thick. And that was heavy and clunky as hell to try to, you know, say if I had to transport something that I – That's not even know, thick. Had to, <laughs> Well, you know, like three eighths inch. That's that's not thick yeah. at all. Plywood. That's I don't know. I mean, I well, deal with I, like three quarter inch and inch plywoods. Those are thick and heavy. There. Well, I don't know. Quarter inch or three eighths inch doesn't seem heavy to me. No, that's thin. Uh, it was. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was fairly thick and. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe you're just, talking about three quarter inch because that's like could be could, substan- be, could be that's substantial. Like when you're making was anything. It, was it three of those medium size marks or three of those bigger marks? Your tape measure, your ruler. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All I know is it was a. It, I don't think it was quite a half inch, but I mean, I could be wrong. It could have been a half inch, but uh, either yeah. way, it was clunky as hell to work with because, like, I couldn't load it in directly through the back of the Equinox. I had to bring it in through like one of the side doors. But if I had to like transport something that the shelf was going to be in the way, I would have to take it out through the the actual back door of the one of the side doors without getting into it too crazy and trying to like picture things in our heads like you know andy he could also make the legs long enough that the the top part rests on the sea which means then it can be wide enough to hold a helicopter you know yeah i think he should just forget all this and put his head to the back of the vehicle and let his feet hang in that hole yeah who cares about that (laughs) he's short (laughs) enough he's short enough that it would work I actually like doing that when, especially when I'm sleeping on my stomach. I like my feet to yeah. dangle so it's not like pressing on my ankle so much. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. Good, good call out. All right, let's stop talking about Jeep Cherokees though. Yeah. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> no, ah. they're, they're good cars, but yeah, you'll figure it out. And you know, you say you're gonna hit up. Um, what was it? Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, he actually uh, sent me a couple I- ideas that um, yeah, you know that I'm gonna die. actually yeah, well, something that I can probably implement that you know was actually a, you know something I didn't even think of, but uh, I guess he uses like uh, these little tiny blocks of uh, I-, I believe they're out of wood, but he's got them actually mounted on the sides and uh, yeah, I and you believe- press the thing on on the board on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's how he's got his mounted, but he's got a. Uh, He's got a uh, uh, the newer model of uh, the the Jeep Grand Cherokee than I do. I mean, his is like a 2013, so it's not really much difference as far as like dimensions. Everything's really just cosmetically different on that. Yeah, I know. Uh, um, he 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 built the one for Monty. I saw the one that's in the back of his Mazda, and it's just like a shelf, and it holds three helicopters. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it looks good too. I mean, it, it doesn't look like it's you know. Just half-assed put together. It actually looks yeah. pretty legit. And yeah. of course, Shaggy pointed me over to you know. He's like, "Yeah, you should ask Random Ray." 
So that's yeah. exactly what yeah, I ended up doing. He's to us, locals to us, Virginians here. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's also got that track system for the skid clamps. I was yep, telling you about what before. Yeah, yeah, I would use that, yeah. and that way you can swap out the clamps or move them around for different size helis. Yep. If you screw I, them straight to it, then you're kind of stuck with whatever you got till you redo it. Right. Yep, that's very true. Yeah, yeah, definitely get the tracks. I think they're the best thing. Um, and then, like, I don't know. I just, like, I took whatever clamps I, because I, I, never, <laughs> I never bought any. I've always won them at Fun Flies. Mm-hmm. And, like, it'd be like a Goblin 500 clamp that's, like, for, a, you know, carbon fiber skid. I just dremel the whole thing out and be like, all right, I could fit a 700 on that now. So, <laughs> yeah, I just use whatever I have and I make it fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a couple 3D printed, uh, you know, skid clamps the and everything. 3D printed, so they don't last. That, that, they don't. You know, they pop. And they break easily. I, I think after that, I ended up going just bungee straps and, and like, the, the, the little... Uh, eyelets that you can get from like uh mm-hmm. the hardware stores mm-hmm. i mean i've seen some some crude methods where you just take a two by four and put them between the skids and just drill it right down to the wood it'll work oh. it'll work you know so um but that's cool nice what else you got and that's it right yeah that was it for my week all right andy yes so i got my new mania maniac 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 how the hell do you Maniacs. pronounce this? Maniacs? Maniacs. Like the Animaniacs. Yeah. Yeah, I guess no. so. An- <laughs> Maniacs. I'll yeah. never forget that next week. I'll be like, I got the uh, the, the thing, the mind, the mind, the mind, the mind. <laughs> Weird. Whatever. I got those new packs in. The uh-huh. 5045C. And the first tests on them look really good. They look like nice. really good packs. They're a yeah. little bit heavier than the Gen's Ace, mm-hmm. but the hours are are good. Nice. So I haven't flown them on anything yet. I've just put a couple cycles on the charger, um, so I'll know more later. But first impressions are good. I did the sim on Friday. I actually simmed Ian instead of just sitting there talking on Discord. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was good. I was trying to go to bed uh, when everybody got off, and then about that time I was ready to leave, Monty jumps on. So I was talking to him for a minute, and then uh, Phil Goodwin, Old Man 3D, nice. hopped on yeah. for a little while. So I always like talking to Phil. So it's cool to catch up with those two guys, and so I was on till probably midnight. Maybe a little after. But it was fun. Uh, I've got a lot of flying in last week. I got 18 more flights on the raw, which brings that up to 24 in total since last Tuesday. And nice. I think I put wow. three flights on the Oxy-5. Damn, you blew me out of the water, the amount of flights. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, you know, where I had them wrote down. I got nine that first day, like we talked about last week, Mm -hmm. and then I ended up getting five on Wednesday, and then like two, and two, and four on Saturday, and two on Sunday. Nice. Now, this week so far, I've been super busy with farm stuff. The weather has turned, the sun's out, fields are drying up, so no flying for me, and probably no flying the rest of the week either, but 
I got quite a bit of flights in. So Yeah. You know, make sure you work for like three weeks straight, then I might be able to catch up. <laughs> might be, yeah. You know. All right, all right. Twenty four is a lot. Like for me especially. I mean that that's a good bit for me in in one week, actually. Especially, you know, before that, how many flights have you had like twenty twenty? <laughs> like yeah. You know. Maybe twenty five. Right. <laughs> no, probably more than that, but not not many. Maybe fifty flights yeah, all but year. Not so many in no. like such a short period. Too. No, 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 no. No, I've been digging it. I, of course, you know, I flew a bunch that first day because I was, you know, getting the feel for it and everything. Right. New model, did a couple tuning flights and this and that. But and I've been playing with some other stuff, making some adjustments and and whatnot that I'll talk about in the review. But. I'm having fun with it. I think somebody's got his new favorite helicopter. Um, it's a good heli. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, Steve, you got a whole shitload of stuff written down in the notes. What have you been up to? I'm going to read this verbatim. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I flew on Sunday uh, with Cliff, Lewis, Monty, Rob Monty, um, Ting, and this guy, Sean. We were all pretty much club members at the Fredericksburg Area RC Club. Um, but we flew at a different field. We flew at Milton. So I think Monty and Cliff and Ting, I think they're all members at the Rivana RC Club field. It's in Milton. It's basically near like Charlottesville or it's in Charlottesville, I think. So how uh, Virginia. So how far about, is that for you? So it's about an hour and 25 minutes. Okay. You know. Now, keep in mind, Fredericksburg is an hour and 10 minutes. So right. it's about only a 15 minute yeah, yeah, drive yeah. from me. I was going to say, so it's not too much further. No, yeah. So so it was nice. Uh, the club was nice. The field is okay. You know, it's a decent sized field. Um, the tree line is kind of close, like in front of you, but I don't know. I fly high anyway, so I'm not really worried about it. Um, I mean, it's not that close, but to me, it feels close. Um, but it was nice. It had good airspace. The only thing I didn't like is that um, the sun is pretty much in your face during the morning. Mm-hmm. So by the time 11, 12, that's when it starts to kind of go over your right shoulder. So it's kind of interesting how they the, the plane folks fly. I think they just make the flight line wherever the sun isn't. <laughs> okay. If you catch my drift. Right, yeah. right. You know, whether they're flying over the pits or over... The left side or the right side? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, I would rather have it behind me in the afternoon than in the morning. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah, it was good. You know, the uh you know, once the once the sun kinda got out of the way, it was it was nice. Um, which was also nice is once the sun started getting out of the way by like mid afternoon, most of the folks, um most of the plane folks trickled away and yeah. And um, you know that's kind of the 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 mo I guess of that club. Like there'll be a lot of folks that come out early in the morning and they'll do like three or four. They like charge and have three or four packs and then that's it. They'll fly those in and they'll head out and do whatever they do. So it was nice. Um, we f- I flew the raw. I brought the raw and the Kraken 580 Nitro. Uh, I only got one flight on the 580. You know, and really it was just a flight to kind of see what was going on was at the chill out you know i took off with that heli and basically i did one forward flip and the engine died so ended up all doing it down 
And so, you, you know, basically this Sunday, I was like, all right, let me see what's going on with this. So I brought it out to the field, checked the glow plug. It looked fine. You know, the tank was holding pressure. Nothing seemed to be obvious why it stalled like that. Um, checked my needles. Everything looked good. So I started it up, and I flew, and I flew the whole tank. Not, you know, no problems. I think I might have just loaded up that engine while it was too cold um, at the chill out. So it just kind of stalled out from that, didn't get up to temp. Maybe, yeah, maybe it wasn't warmed up yet. Yeah. So, but I really wanted to fly the raw. <laughs> You've been talking about it and, you know, you got a whole bunch of flights your first day. And I'm like, oh man, I only got three the first day. So I need to, to get some flights in on this thing. So um, I did double my number now so i did another three <laughs> nice what do you but, think uh, i like it yeah. i like it I, you know i don't know if it's like psychological and i think it, it i can realize that it probably is is that like i don't know i just kind of fly it and it's, it flies good it holds the tail good like any maneuver i do it holds well mm-hmm. so like i kind of just fly a little bit harder and i think it's also because i i know if i you know if it goes in, you know, I, I, the tail boom is cheap. Like, the parts aren't, like, too crazy. Like, the head is off for cracking. So, you know, worst comes to worst, I couldn't even take it off my cracking if I needed to. Um, you know, ordering parts wouldn't be too bad. So. I don't I don't have a cracking, but I assume they fly very similar. Can you tell much difference? I can tell difference. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it flies similar, and I think it's. I think the, it's the overall package of the raw versus the cracking that that makes it fly different. Mm-hmm. Um, the sound of it, right, with the straight cut versus helical gears. Mm-hmm. The um, I do definitely feel the boom and the the canopy being non-existent. Like the side forces on it, it's a lot less. You know, you can fly sideways. You know, I think pirouetting is a little bit more even from it you know because whenever it hits like that boom and it's going around um especially hitting wind and stuff so i don't know it does feel different to me um but i like it and i ended up trying something new but it was a mistake okay. and it was just a correction and then wait i just kept before you go into that real quick what mm-hmm. which arms do you have on the pitch arms the 30s or the 26 stock 30s i do want to move to the 26 yeah summer's telling me to try the 26 and move the ball in on the arm so Mm -hmm. it feels better so i might try to do that before i do the review just to see i'm probably going to do the same thing um you know i also wanted to try those the shorter arms on the the 582 so i actually have in in hand the 24 i think okay for the 580 but I never got a chance to order the, you know, the ones for the raw or the Kraken. Um, part of me kind of feels like off-center feels fine for me. I know a lot of folks say that, like, it feels a little more linear when you put the the 26s and move the balls in. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm interested. I'm going to try it. I'm going to get a set and try them out. But for now, I'm, yeah, I'm still rocking the 30s. Yeah. Yeah, it feels okay with me with the 30s, mm-hmm. but I don't like a super touchy off-center anyway. Right, me neither. So and in I fact, I, I, I put 30 on the Cyclic Expo anyways on the Neos, you yeah. know? Oh, I forgot to say, I put the Revo blades on it Ooh. for a couple flights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, without tuning anything or changing it is about too much. 
It was like really too fast. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool, man. It's fast as shit. <laughs> Those Revo awesome. blades are like badass. They really yeah. are. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I got to get a set and try my. But um, let's see. Yeah. So the mistake I was doing is I was doing nose right around TikToks. Yeah. And I inadvertently gave elevator in one of the TikToks. So it kind of like skewed it and made the tail move. Mm-hmm. Kind of like. So. I kind of just kept with it. I made the correction and I went overcorrected. I was like, oh, look. Instead of doing like a pink stir when you're doing a, no, a tail down TikTok, right. I was doing it, doing right aileron t- TikToks. Nice. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then Monty was like, try lowering your, your agility a little and try it again. And I did. I lowered like five points and I'm trying it again. And I'm like, Wait, how did I do it? It took me a minute to figure it out again because, <laughs> you know, it was by accident and I just kept on doing it. So mm-hmm. when I was trying to actually think, what did I do? I was like, uh, I think it was, oh, wait, no. Okay. And then I got it again and I was like, okay. Nice. Um, and it, it, it did seem a little bit easier, but I was, I was giving more collective because it didn't have enough. To me, it felt like it wasn't, um, you know, aileron and rolling fast enough. You know, because their agility was turned down. So I ended up like, I don't know, the timing I think got off when I tried that. But um, but yeah, it was cool. It was like a cool little like wag with the tail as I'm doing aileron TikToks. It's not like a pure TikTok or anything, but just to get that tail to move about like, I don't know, 20, 30 degrees each way. So mm-hmm. it was pretty cool, you know. Nice. Cool. Awesome. Um, besides that, what else did I do? The M2 is fixed. The one that I crashed. I don't know if I spoke about it last week or not. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, the M1 is now fixed. I got that tail motor and everything. And so nice. that's all ready to go. So I'm glad because now I can continue logging the M1 flights to do the review. And also I need to put go back and forth between the M1 and M2 to do like that little mini review comparison thing that I want to do at the end of that review. Yeah, right. So, so I'm glad that both helis are now rocking pretty well. And... And everything looks good on those. So until at least I fly them tomorrow or whatever and drive it in. <laughs> but I'll get another. You should just order two motors when you were getting them. You know you're going to break I it again. I should just order like three helicopters. And just yeah, order that. Or that. Or that. Yeah. Just get three kits because you yeah, know you're going to need them. Right off the bat. <laughs> but um, I did buy something else too. And I got them in. Oh. So what did you get? I, I spoke about the Maniacs pack that I wanted to try, right? And that. I got that, I think. I don't remember what I spoke last week, but um, I did get my pulse. I bought a pulse pack. I know, I, I know. <laughs> it's funny. I, I like leave the team and then I pay full price for a pulse 70C 5000 12S pack. Well, nobody I'm ever accused you of being smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and nobody ever accused me of being part of a team for a discount because obviously <laughs> I'm too dumb to realize that I had a discount <laughs> and then I left the team and bought the batteries from the best. <laughs> <laughs> wow but it's all good you know oh, yeah. it's paying into the hobby I'm okay with that um, but I did get a new pack that I haven't heard much information about but uh, you know one of my trusted friends told me I should give it a try so I have a fully max 5070C pack it says stamina on it I don't know if that's a specific model or not of it but 
I figure I got these three packs to try, all 70C, all about 5,000 milliamps, and all 12S stick packs from these manufacturers. So I wonder what you guys can guess, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a very biased and unofficial and very unproven proven science review on these and comparison. I'm going to... You're going to do all that while I keep yelling at you to yes. collect data. Yes. Why well, tell me to collect data and then I'm like, God, I got to go sign on to this. I got to go sign on to Vistabi and I got to go and see what flight data I have there and make sure my V-Control touch gets on Wi-Fi but doesn't blow up. I thought you could just get that from your radio. Can you not? Is it not saved in your radio? I can. Oh. Yeah. Then why are you bitching? I don't know. Because I like to bitch. So, but that's the thing. So I, I am going to test these, and I'm going to be testing all of these on the raw. So they have the Kraken slash raw battery trays on them. Um, now, the Maniacs is the only one that is a 5100. So that is going to skew numbers a little, I would say, like with the weight and everything, because they are technically bigger packs than the other two 5000s. Mm-hmm. But they should be very close as far as, um, you know, they should be relatively close right 100 milliamps doesn't seem like a lot no and really the 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 most important thing was the weight and the internal resistance the esr numbers yep that's more that's that'll tell you everything we need to know basically yep so in fact i don't think i'm going to be doing this review by myself right andy yeah ian's going to help you uh what Ian, get cracking. You got my seven hundred dollars worth of batteries today. Oh wait, uh, you, don't, you don't even have a twelve S machine. It's no, at my house. It, yeah, it's at your house. <laughs> no, I've got those two new forty five C mani maniacs. I thought they're fifty. Are they forty five? Forty five. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've got a brand new Gen's Ace. Yeah. Um sixty C six S five thousand. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to be kind of comparing all of them. We're going to gather, you know, some initial pack data and then go into, you know, flying and how they hold up. Um, and like I said, we'll we'll collect some data, but I don't really think it's going to be, I don't know. I know it's going to be biased for me. Like I said, the only data we really need is the IR, IR numbers. Um, yeah, like I, you can if you want to log some amp draws and voltage drop, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. If you don't, yeah, I think you need, we need to get the hours when they're new, or like say after three cycles, uh-huh. and then again after like fifteen, twenty cycles, and see how they compare and the weight. That'll be good enough. Yeah, yeah. So I think we'll be able to give us a couple of months. We'll be able to get that data, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll write it up and we'll do a review on it. So should be interesting, you know. I'm very interested in the Fully Max and the Maniacs, to be honest, just because. Yeah, I'm impressed with the Maniacs so far. Yeah, I really am. I'm not yeah. impressed with the weight; they're a little heavier. Yeah, but that's yeah, okay. I can definitely, you know, yours are way heavier. That's actually why yeah, I went, the I went with ones. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. see your the hour numbers on that to see how much difference there is between the 45 and the, uh, what are they, 70? They're 70, yes, correct. Because there's a huge difference in size and weight. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, could could they uh, be much heavier than my uh, HRBs? I mean, I would say comparable. Oh yeah, the probably probably similar. They look like behavior graphene. Yeah. I mean, just looking at the HRB, I I I know it's heavier than most. Yeah. I mean, I've got I've got what do what do they weigh, Ian? You got weights on? Uh, I do not. I don't even think I've ever weighed the battery. Steve's got it. What's it weigh? I don't have HRBs. Oh, you've got his battery. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I could look in the garage. I don't know. I don't know where I put him. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess we could kind of go right into the main topic then, huh? Yeah. What do you mean you don't know where you put him? I don't know. Do you not, Somewhere in storage. Do you not have storage? Mm. I have some type of storage. I just don't know where I put anything anymore. You got storage like I have. Wherever I set it down, that's where it's stored. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, mm, I'm putting this down here. That's where you belong now. <laughs> mm-hmm. You live here now. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into the main topic. We're talking about storage, huh? Self-storage. Um, where do you store your shit? Where do you store your stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. How do you store your supplies? Let's go Let's go into kind of like the smaller stuff, right? Your um, battery wire, shrink tubing, you know. Battery straps, connectors, like how do you guys store all that stuff? Yes. I have plano containers for some of it. Um, and then like a fishing tackle box type of deal? Yeah, kind of. You know, the like the little clear plastic containers. I mean, it's just small enough to where I can just throw it in my uh toolbox if I need it. Like or I've got this little uh, Velcro thing where it holds like four of them. I've got some of like the shrink wrap tubing in there. Uh, just, but a lot of times I keep like, uh, you know, soldering equipment. I mean, I keep my uh, soldering iron in one of my uh, rigid cases. You know, I've got a, um, one of the Hakos. Uh, I can't remember what series mine is, but I think it's probably the same one that everybody's got, but, I keep that in the bottom of my container uh, of my rigid ca- uh, rolling toolbox. And then I've got like, you know, some soldering stuff there as well. So, Okay. What about you, Andy? Uh, you know those plastic shoe box things you get at Walmart? Yeah. You get like 10 of them for 10 bucks. Uh-huh. Yep. I've got a bunch of those with supplies in them. Like one for Velcro, one for heat shrink, one for battery connectors, one for this, one for that. And they just happen to fit perfectly in the camper shelf I have. You've seen that where I have two. Yep, just with the netting. Yeah, with uh, like an elastic net that keeps them from falling out. So most of my stuff is supposed to be there, but it actually ends up just scattered all over the house. Because I'm like working on something. <laughs> it's like, I need this, I need that. Like there's, since I just built this heli, there's like eight of those boxes sitting in my living room, various crap in them. So I just, I just throw everything in those, those plastic shoebox things. Nice. I didn't even think about those. Yeah. I do the same thing. I have, um, they're just, they're probably like double the size of those, but they're, you know, they're like the ones that have a top where they kind of clamp on the ends. Yeah. 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 Those are good. Um, yeah, I bought a whole bunch of those because, like, I knew I need to store stuff, but also, you know, I like to 
move stuff around and those are very they're good for stacking because mm-hmm. the way that the, the lids are made that they're very like right. they're you know molded plastic and they yeah. lock yeah they sit into each other not necessarily locked together but they net like they when yeah. one's sitting on top of the other it doesn't slide they pocket off in together yes yeah um so i like those so i ended up buying a whole bunch um different sizes too and i'll, I'll explain why but the smaller ones that i use i use those to so basically hold supplies and the way I categorize supplies probably a bit a little different. It's like anything electrical, like connectors and wires and shrink tubing, I put them all in one box. Um, yeah. Then like anything else, like like um, adhesives and glues and double-sided tape and um, even Velcro straps, I'll put in another. Mm-hmm. And then, you know... Um, and that's like my home storage stuff, right? Like I do, I, and the bigger ones I use for parts. So the bigger bins are like about a foot and a half tall. And it's a decent, you know, size inside. Like I could put Goblin 700 frames in there standing up. So I use the bigger boxes for, for like my Goblins. You know, I have some smaller boxes from some old Oxy stuff that I've been I've had since, you know, when I was flying for Oxy. And even boxes for like electronics parts you know i'll put them like i have a dedicated box for like my mikado stuff like you know which are like the v-bar antennas and the the sensors and the ui sensors was that whole bunch of those before i went with scorpion ESCs and and had you know had no need for those um mini v-bars and silver lines and gyro sensors like all that stuff i put in a separate box and then i'll have like another box of just electronics like servos and ESCs and motors and you know those are like in a separate box by itself and then yeah. i just and then i just have random boxes of just shit yeah, i got a lot <laughs> like, of those literally yeah. like it's like there's some airplane servos in there and some like standoffs for air like it's a lot of the airplane stuff because i'm not no longer really into it like quad motors and quad escs and shit that i just don't use anymore but i you know, well, maybe one day my kids will get into it and I'll build a flight test plane for them and I can use that stuff, right? You know, the, the, the cheesy nine gram servos and, you know, things like that. They call it hoarding, Steve. I know, I know. It is hoarding. There's even a show on that. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a mild case, so I haven't gotten, you know, um, what do you call it, solicited for the show yet. But I do expect <laughs> a call in the next, you know, five to ten years. <laughs> the way I spend Buddy Dog, for sure. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, I mean, and, and that's kind of how I do it, you know, especially with, like, the glues and adhesives and stuff. I kind of keep them all together. Um, what do you guys do for those stuff? Um, well, for the CA, I for, like, the CA and, like, um, you know, the Loctite and stuff like that, you know, I've got, like, um, you know, like, the little containers you get for, like, the brand-new servos whenever you get them, you know, out of the package that come in that plastic little flip-open thing bk's love oh yes well i've got a bunch of those it's like uh you know i use them for different things either you know for holding like specific hardware for like one of my machines that i'm currently working on um i'll put like ca in like uh, one of those containers and just snap it shut so like if it spills it's gonna spill in that um i do the same thing with like uh with my loctite i've got like all my loctite 
you know, tubes all in that one little, you know, plastic case. So it's like I can, you know, just either just leave it on my uh, desk, you know, if I'm working on something or if I'm going to the field or whatever, I could just grab it and just throw it in, you know, throw it into a box or whatever. Um, and then I've got, I usually use like uh, marine grease for like, it, say if I'm working on one of the rotor heads or whatever, you know, changing bearings or putting a, you know, a bird together, I've got marine grease that I keep in like a, you know, like those little restaurant cups that you can get and it's got like the little plastic lid on it. I've actually got marine grease in that. So it's like, if I need to like, you know, put some grease on bearings, you know, as I'm assembling a rotor head, I can just dip my finger in there and, you know, put it on the bearings and, you know, go assemble from there. You realize these are model aircraft, not boats, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, just wondering. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's... <laughs> you derailed me, Andy. <laughs> awesome. You've earned your paycheck this week, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> what do you say now? You derailed me. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. He's going on and on about marine grease. I didn't know if he realized that these don't go in the water. Right. Oh, it's just something I've always used. I mean, it doesn't really hurt. <laughs> but, um, and then I keep, uh, I've got Triflow. I've, I, I, I've got that in my toolbox and on my uh, on my desk. So, and it just sits out in the open. I don't think I really have a proper place for it. I mean, um, and then I've got a can of the. Uh, it's a it's that lubricant. Uh, it's like a dry lubricant that you put on like you know motorcycle chains or bicycle chains and stuff like that. I've got a can of that in my uh, in my toolbox as well. So like, you know. For like the goblins and like their you know transmission setup and everything, and just spray a little bit on there, and I'll, I'll probably fly it like five, ten times, and then it it holds. So I've got pretty much everything I would need to take to like a long distance one flight, literally in my uh, rigid toolboxes. Mm-hmm. I've talked a few times about the Milwaukee tool bag that uh-huh. I've got right now. I'm not super fond of it, to be honest, but it does work nice to clamp it, or it locks to the bigger Milwaukee the box right? I have in the camper that has an yeah. arbor press and vices and all that kind of crap. Uh-huh. So some of the triflow, some of the grease, uh, bottle of Loctite, that stuff sits in that uh, bag, but then that bag sits on this little red rolling cart. It's like a tool cart mm-hmm. that got somewhere. I think Tima got it and gave it to me. But anyway, so that's sitting in the house with the tool bag on top of it. And then there's a bunch of just like various size boxes that are open on top that hold all the rest of my adhesives and lubricants. Basically, they're all shoved in the boxes so they can't tip over. So okay. there's epoxy and JB Weld and oil and grease and, you know, whatever else laying around. And uh, usually when I go to get it, the epoxy's dried up. 
the C8 glue is dried up. <laughs> so Yeah, I hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens to me a lot. Because I don't use it enough, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't like the the containers like that. I don't like them being able to tip over, leak out, yeah, especially the oils. Sure. Yeah, the oils. And even like, I don't know. I don't think I mentioned it, but like I have a separate toolbox for like when I go to events or, you know, going to even the field, mm-hmm. um, which I have like red and blue Loctite. But I have like the Permatex red, like it's a decently size, big size bottle, but that thing always leaks mm-hmm. it always leaks and because of the way it's like a briefcase style toolbox right yeah it's always it, it lays over. sideways yeah, yeah, right? yeah it has to lay sideways it can't stand yeah i don't like up. that yeah so i end up now putting that in a plastic bag so like with that's wrapped in a uh paper towel you know mm-hmm. if it leaks it leaks you know it's red loctite so i don't use it often but i do use it obviously for like the tail pieces and stuff on my heli so yeah anyway sorry to interrupt no, no problem. I think I was done anyway. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys do for parts? I know you talked about like how you Plastic shoe like, boxes. Still plastic shoe boxes. What yeah. about the bigger stuff? Right? Like I talked about, you know, I, I could put a 700 air, you know, side frame. Kitchen table. <laughs> Even on the kitchen table? I don't know. It's just shit laying everywhere. Yeah. What about you, um, Ian? Um, I keep some spare parts at the very bottom of my rigid case. Um, uh, it's just, the lid just pops straight off. It doesn't fold up like an actual toolbox. So it's like, I throw a lot of my spare parts down in there and then I've got, you know, a few drawers here in, uh, here in the room I'm in where I do a lot of my heli building. I've got a couple drawers where I just like, you know, components, I've got a drawer for just like the components and then like, uh, I've got drawers for just like the spare parts of the airframes and stuff. And then I've got stuff strewn about downstairs in the basement that is just parts. I need to cook through that stuff so badly. <laughs> it's, it's like everywhere. And then, uh, if it's like, for example, if it's like for like the 470, I've got a separate bag for just parts for that you know just a big old uh-huh. ziploc bag that i just throw all the parts in for like the 470 and then now since i've been fixing it eh, i've got a little bit more of a parts lot now so um i do have parts for the 420 as far as airframe and then i've got the two-bladed head um i've got like some of the the bins downstairs, you know, the plastic bins you can get at like Walmart. I've got a bunch of parts for it down in one of those. And then I've got, um, you know, parts for smaller stuff that I don't even fly anymore in, in those bins as well. So, you know, that's, that's yeah. where all of my stuff is. I do have a section of like pegboard that I put up that with the intention to be able to hang bigger stuff like parts uh-huh. and like frames yeah. and stuff like that uh mostly there's just weird shit hanging there now though like i hung a bunch of blades there but then i don't know it's in front of a table and there's a bunch of shit piled on the table so i didn't really it's follow through idea, right? with a good, right. good system mm-hmm. so it's mainly just in boxes stuff here and there and wherever which is uh, a major problem because I can never find what I need. Uh, <laughs> tell me about it. Even with the boxes that I have, I'll like 
because they're so big sometimes and all the parts because I put used parts in there too. Like I put them in like the old baggies and put them in there and just in case I could use something off of it. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of times I'll notice that like, oh man, I'm like digging. I'm like, I know there's parts in here and I'll start digging through it and like rustling through this box, like both hands freaking elbows deep into this shit. And like, I'm like, I know it's in here. I know it's in here. And I end up having to like dump half of it out. Yeah. You know, and they're all in there like little SAB baggies and stuff. Like if I had a pegboard, yeah. I can put them up. But that's, just, uh, that's what I started, but I never yeah. really followed through with it. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem with boxes. If they're that's why I like these small shoe boxes. Right. You can't fit that much in them. You just end up right, using right. another one. Because yeah. I've had bigger containers and it just seems like shit gets lost in the bottom. You never yeah. find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was it's gonna sure say does. how long how long did it take you to find that pinion to your gasser? Oh, shit. It was laying on the desk <laughs> or somewhere, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was right next to the helicopter. Probably. <laughs> um, so you mentioned blades. What do you guys? How do you guys store your blades? Uh, I store mine in a box at Steve's house. Mm, yes. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, normally, I um, like the 700 blades. I usually have those like zip tied together. It's like, I've got a set of the KBDD blades. You know, the only reason I kept them is they look good under the lights. They look cool. Um, I usually zip tie the blades together and I just hang them up on it like a nail or something here in this room or downstairs in the basement where I had them hanging up. Um, but for like the smaller blades, I usually kept those in a box and had them shoved in my closet in this room. Um, and then for tail blades, I typically store those in my uh, rigid box as well. Like everything is in there. Yeah, I have tail blades in one of those shoe boxes, and main blades in a um, just random long boxes, like shipping boxes. Either those triangles, or I have a rectangular one. So there's a bunch in the camper. There's a bunch in the house. Mm-hmm. I think there's a set in my truck. They're just everywhere. If you haven't noticed yet, I have a really hard time with organization. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, I think that's a hobby thing. No, I mean, dude, there's some people that are meticulous with their stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they only have one set of tools. Like, that, 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 like, that does... It boggles my mind. Like they only have like you know, I mean, they might have duplicates like two one point fives or two threes and two you know four M fours and stuff like just because they need both. But for spindle bolts and stuff, but like I have multiple sets of multiple sets, like because I use one here and I'll leave it here and I'll lose it and be like, ah, oh, I need another one, so I will buy another one and then I'll put that there. And <laughs> then you find the other, find the and then I find the other ones and then I say, like, okay, cool, I found this one, so I'll put this in my toolbox and then like. I'll build a heli and be like, oh, I need it. But then I'll buy another one. I don't know. I, I get ridiculous with these things. So, <laughs> yeah, I have like a set of tools that are on my my computer desk right now. And I have one that's in my traveling case. And really, that's really the two places they're going to be at. Mm-hmm. Either be on my desk where I, I wrench or in my toolbox, which is outside in the garage where I also wrench, you know, on the bigger helis out there. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but for me, for the blades, I actually hang them up. I um, I took a piece of two by four and just kind of spanned them across to um, 
you know, uh, what do you call it? Two wall studs. And then I just use those little white hooks that you get from like the dollar store or whatever. I screw them in and bend them out a little. So they're kind of like a hook that goes straight up and I just hang the blades on them. Um, same to the tail blades, but I actually had, don't have a lot of tail blade sets that are new. Uh, most of them are actually in a little bag that's in my battery bag. Um, like my night blade set, I have it in there. Just, I don't know, in case I ever need it or someone maybe needs it, you know, I can hook them up. Um, you know, I have a bunch of different, like, 95 to 115, 105, 115, like those three sets. Like, I probably have a set of each, you know, some used, some new in my, um, yeah, my battery bag. There's these little pockets on the side, and I just fill them up with them. You know, never know when you need them or someone can use them. Especially, even, like, the used sets that I, that are, like, they have little marks on them, but they're probably still good. But, mm-hmm. you know, to me... I'll just replace them, but for someone, they might want to take them and use them, right? If they need a set of tail blades you know, to get them by, right? So, um, what about helis? What do you all do about your helis? Um, well, I store them at Steve's house. <laughs> <laughs> I see a, a, a reoccurring theme here, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Why no, do I have all your shit? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to try to make it to uh, Spring Fling. So, uh, yeah, figure I give it a shot, you know, see if I can, you know, see if I can swing it, see if I can get over there and make that trip. I hope you're charging him storage, Steve. I think he probably is. You know, storage buildings, they're expensive. So, shit ain't free. The first month is a dollar. But right. then after that, it goes up to thirty. It goes up to it goes up to thirty. But then you know I'm gonna take it out with some flights on them. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I got enough helis to fly. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So there are there. You better come. Shit, I'm not holding these helis for nothing. You need to come to Spring Fling. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, as far as storing my my helis i normally store them on my wall um it takes up the least amount of space i mean you gotta figure you know uh-huh. I, i've got you know now i've got two seven hundred how do you hang them on the wall um you know those uh you go into like walmart you got um uh, you know you go to the like uh the, the wire shell uh no it's not the wire shelves it's like the the garage hooks that you can get for like you know rakes and stuff like that I get those and I screw them in there and then, uh, you know, it just hooks right into the frame depending on, you know, the model and the size of the bird. It'll, uh, it'll hook, hook it right. That. Okay. Yeah. I hook it to those, uh, those gardening, you know, tool hooks and it works. Hmm. Um, I've actually, back when I, uh, played guitar and everything, they would actually hold a guitar on the wall. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'll have to send you a picture of them. Uh, but I've got the black nitro hanging on one. I've got my 420 up there, and it it barely fits the 420. And the 420, it actually it's uh, between the two spokes of the hook. It goes on each side of the frame, so it's more or less you know it's holding it by the skids. And yeah, that's mainly what I've always used with uh, you know with hanging up my helis on the wall. Um, I've heard of you know, people using like broken, uh, you know, broken blades and just like, uh, use them to hook them on the, on the wall. I've thought about doing that as well, but 
Anytime I, I, I broken, don't, uh, <laughs> I don't use broken blades, but I use the one-offs. Yeah, like, like where there was like a, uh, you know, a set broken, or there was like maybe like something, you know, something wrong with the blade that you wouldn't fly it again, but it wasn't like visibly, you know, not like Scott Graham broken, but you know, say if there was like a crack in it or whatever, screw those to the wall, or if you got a, just a single from a set, yeah. I mean, I've thought about doing that one, but anytime I've broken any blades, I've left them in another state. So, what about you, Andy? I hang mine up as well. I've got some hanging in the house, some hanging in the camper, some sitting in the floor. Several of them in boxes under the table because they're broken. It's always a good way to store them. <laughs> Probably uh, you, uh, that might be why uh, you held on to the Oxy Five for so long. Mm, no, just straight up laziness. <laughs> I used uh, in the house. I just went and got like a plain, simple black curtain rod, and I just man- um, modified the mount so it's about I don't know three quarters of an inch off the wall. And screw right. it into the studs and hang them on that. I made a a bracket for the camper because it had to be a specific distance to fit the studs, fit between the wall and the door. Just a piece of half inch rod uh, bent ninety degrees on each end and welded to a plate with holes in it to screw into the the stud in the wall. And then I usually whatever I'm using, flying a lot. Just sits on the floor by the door. Nice. I will. I will add one more thing about like the using the the tool hooks uh, for hanging the helis up on the wall. Um, about three years ago, I had a seven seventy that I never really got around to building, and I ended up selling it. Uh, we had a. Uh, it was an aftershock to an earthquake a few years back, and I wake up to you know. Because I mean, the room I'm in used to be my room where like my bed and everything was. Uh, I wake up, you know, to just you know the house rumbling, and I look up and I've got my you know my 770 hanging up on the on the wall above me, and I'm oh, just boy. sitting there. I'm sitting there watching it like rattling on the hook. It did not come off. I mean, I think we had as far as the tremors that we felt. It was like maybe six on the rector scale. It was enough to just shake the house. I noticed it. And of course, you know, since I just woke it up, it's like, okay, maybe I was like halfway driven. Turn on the news and look and like the news station, they're looking at their lights in the, in the, in the news studio and like the lights are swinging. It's like, wow, we had an earthquake. And, but the 770 did not fall off the wall. I was really hoping this story was going in a different way. He said he woke up and his heli fell and smacked him in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, idiot, why would you put a heli right above where you sleep? <laughs> mm-hmm. That was the only place I could put it at the time. He did that so he, at night he could lay there, look at it while he touched himself. <laughs> ah, that makes sense. Right, heli porn. Yes, got it. Oh. <laughs> you guys are after me this week. What? <laughs> you guys are after me this week. No. I don't particularly think we've been, but okay. <laughs> if you say so. All right. Uh, what else? Yeah, so, what else do we store? What else? I don't know. Anything? Mm, 
tools. Where do you store your fuel, Steve? Um, I leave them in the boxes stacked up on the corner of my garage. Um, any fuel that I have like outside of a box that's not sealed. Um, I have a cabinet that I use to store, um, you know, oils, paints, just, you know, fluids of those types. You know, like I have all my spray paint there. I have all my oils and stuff for the car. Um, also on the bottom, I have several gallons of, you know, fuel, you know, from like Cool Power 15, which I don't even know how I got that, mm-hmm. <laughs> a gallon of that. Um, gallon of airplane fuel and then a couple of cool powers that I had, you know, out of the case. I just put them in there until I'm ready to fill up my, my jugs with them. So, yeah. How about you? Uh, under the dining room table. <laughs> nice. Funny thing is, is I don't have a dining room table. <laughs> <laughs> I got some shoved in a closet. Okay. Uh, most of it I have in my father's basement. Because it's a nice, cool, mm-hmm. cool, um, uh, cool, dry place. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. That's still in the cases, but whatever, like, which I haven't flown in Nitro in a long time, but when I do, it just sits here somewhere or in the yeah. camper. I usually leave it in the just camper. In the garage. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got my Nitro, um, I've got actually a few partial gallons. Uh, I've got like a little bit left of like uh, some cool power. Uh, I've got like a half a gallon left of Byron's and VP, but I, I leave that all, you know, it's all here in my hobby room, just kind of sitting like next to the door. Um, I, I need to get like one of those uh, Jersey modeler jugs and it'd just be so much easier than lugging around the, the jug and then the, the little hand crank pump. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have the Jersey modeler. You have to so pour it in my, there. Yeah, I use that for my twenty-two and a half percent, and then I just use I just use the I don't know which one I have. It's like a metal adapter that fits on top of the the gallon jug, and it has a hand crank just bolted onto it. And I use that for my thirty percent. And to be honest, I actually rather not not that I care about the hand crank versus the electric pump, but it's more hassle, I think, to like pour it out, and then like every time I pour it out, like I don't know, the seal on it is good, but it's also like I don't know, it's just kind of annoying to take the seal off when I need to fill it. So right, I mean, I ain't got nothing wrong with using like the hand crank one. Um, I mean, that's something I've always done. It's just like I carry the jug, and then I've got like the box with the pump in it and everything. I don't really have like one straight setup that I really used yet. And I just haven't gotten off my ass and gotten one of the, the modeler jugs or anything like that. Uh-huh. You know, nothing fancy for me. Um, I know when I do take my nitro out, I've got like a, a spray bottle that I use you know, to, to wipe down my uh, NX4 when I'm done, you know, flying it. Uh, I, I, I think it's got like 91% uh, alcohol in it and just spray it down. You know, get, Get it cleaned up before I, uh, you know, track in a whole bunch of mess, you know, into the house and stuff like that. You know, they nitros are they're they're complete slimers, but you know, they're so much fun. But I've got I've got that bottle, you know, pretty much sitting next to where all the nitro is. So it's like, you know, you know, if I 
want to go fly, I'll just grab the can, grab the cleaning bottle, grab the nitro, and then I just go. Yeah, I got some alcohol and paper towel and even a Windex bottle. But that pretty much stays with my battery bag, which has my starter and any batteries that I'm flying, receiver packs and stick packs or, you know, like 580 packs. Really, those are the only packs I really have nowadays. Um, right. And I just I keep it all in a battery bag. It's like a, I bought it at Harbor Freight. It's like a, one of them tool bags that kind of have a metal handle. It's a little soft thing in the middle. It's probably about two feet long and about... I don't know, ten or 12, you know, ten inches wide inside there. Yeah, I mean, not two feet. That's so much. Maybe like eighteen inches, but it's a decent size. Where like before, I actually, where I would actually put the Jersey Modeler jug in there and my fuel jug. It actually was originally my nitro bag, but I found that um, the nitro jugs fit in one of them like folding crates, a little bit like a milk crate, basically a folding milk crate, kind of better, anyways. Um, the handle of this, like the, the handle of this tool bag gets really in the way of the, the jugs. So I ended up just using, you know, a foldable milk crate for my nitro and, you know, fuel and things like that. But then like my batteries ended up going into that bag, which worked out better because I'll put my batteries, the starter and all the, the cleaning stuff that I never used. I don't know why I bring them. Um, I've used paper towel, but I don't even use the alcohol or the Windex. I just wipe them down. I spread the grease evenly across the blades and the canopy, and then I just pack the whole thing away. I don't care. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to reduce the amount I get on my hands, really. That's about oh, yeah. it. Um, because I store them in the garage. I don't bring them in. You know, when you look at my garage and you look at the blades that are holding my um, helicopters on the wall, and because I hang them from the skids, they you see, like, the grease on the skids of <laughs> the wall. It's actually pretty funny looking, but um, it works. And I don't mind. I don't mind the grease, you know, on the walls or whatever, on the helis. Cool. All right. Do we want to? Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Uh. Well, where do we store our batteries? Um. Yeah, I'm terrible with batteries. Cardboard box <laughs> under the couch. Um. So, like, you know, I got I got a couple of packs sitting next to me in my house right now because you know, these are the packs that I'm going to be weighing and testing and. And, you know, I need to get some like, like charging cycles and, and discharges on them. So I have those in the house. Um, one, of the, one of these days, I'll bring my charger in to actually do that. But for now, they're just sitting here. Um, the batteries, I have a stack of batteries in the garage that are for my Goblin Black Thunder 700 on the red trays. Basically sitting on top of an AC unit I got that I'm yet to install on my trailer. Um the rest of the batteries are just sitting in my battery bag, you know? So a couple 5,000 for my 580 um, and several stick packs for the raw. Um, they're just, yeah, they're just all in, uh, in that battery bag. Nice. Yeah, most of, uh, most of my batteries are just pretty much, uh, they normally chill on top of my dresser uh, here in this room. Um I've got a few batteries downstairs. I've got them on a shelf, but I mean, I need to kind of weed through those and you know get rid of some of the weak ones. Um, they're usually out of harm's way as far as kids and stuff like that. If there's a battery I don't trust, I usually try to pitch it. But I've got some that I've had for like a long time, and I just need to get rid of them because you know they're they're not going to have the punch like they once did. Yeah. Um, 
other than that, I'm actually not very terrible with batteries. I mean, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I do have some. Well, like I said, I do have a couple I've got to get rid of, but you know, they're they're on a shelf. They're not just like you know under a couch or anything. Yeah, in a cardboard box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next to the furnace. Um, <laughs> next to the furnace. But yeah, so. Seriously, Heidi, how do you put it? <laughs> what do you do with your batteries? You don't just keep them under your couch, obviously. Uh, I had a box full under there for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, right now, there's some sitting on my dryer, some sitting on my desk, some sitting on the coffee table. Most of them, they're supposed to live in this metal. It's a rolling toolbox with the wood, like, work surface on top. You ever seen one of those? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's got drawers in it. Yep, yep. They live in there, and the charger's set on that top. So it's more of a convenience thing. It offers no yeah. protection, really, from fire or anything, because there's a whole shitload of them in there. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Okay. Don't don't be like me. Yeah. By the way, yeah, don't don't do anything. We really, we're just saying how we do things. Probably there, just there do the be, opposite of what we yeah. do. Yeah, that probably be the best option for you. You know, at least safety wise, that's definitely the best option. But um, yeah, you know, we we take these as you know calculated risks that we don't mind, I guess. Or just yeah. we're too dumb to mind, I guess. Well, I'll uh, go ahead and upgrade the insurance on my house, and I will do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right shall we move it on then let's move it on all yep. right so why don't you tell us how you store your stuff and post it in the comments of this uh episode release on facebook yes please do all right do we even have a planker segment i got one for rerun all right let's rerun it all right let's go get it rewound you got to stick a pencil in there and turn it backwards to rewind the tape. <laughs> nice. All right, let's play it. All right. Yo, Planker's back in your ear again. I just got off the phone with the uh, New Jersey State Police, and they promised me, more than once, they promised, as soon as Mr. Miata leaves um, on his move to Virginia, they're going to change the lock on the gate, and then we don't have to worry about that anymore. What a relief. (laughs) So some backstory on this episode. um, On the uh, Freefall Discord sim night, Shaggy, uh, Shaggy, uh, Robert Monty, and the fellas uh, called in from Urcha, uh, from the Jamboree, and we got um, a treat. We had a front seat to see the Monty Madness as they uh, went to a fast food drive-up. Those boys either have to take more meds or the right meds. I don't know. Hence, tonight's episode is Drive-Up Window.
Welcome to the iX show. I'm iX12. And I'm iX13. And we have taken the Planker Studio get for our some, own. Get me some. Shut up you dopey bastard. Yes, we are the best. You are so funny I forgot to laugh. No really, I forgot how to laugh. Why don't you go and charge your battery or something? So, welcome to Robert Monty. Uh, uh, Monty, welcome to the Planker Show. I'm also the full Monty. Of course. Why would someone like you actually agree to be on the Planker? Ah. Uh, huh. What made me do it? Uh, uh, is it because of the uh, 10% off Starbucks coupon we gave you? It is. How's things with you? Things are going well. So, Monty, we wanted to talk to you. We wanted to interview you because uh, after your live broadcast of you guys uh, at the Jamboree going through the drive-thru, we realized that um, you were a professional at that. And your banter with the fast food folks was very interesting. Uh, uh-huh. Do you have a favorite <laughs> fast food drive-up? Hmm, the castle... Well, which one? What was your first one? Uh, we went through the castle. And your first time, how did your first time get ugly? What happened? I hemmed and hawed about the price. I really did. So when you wake up each morning, what's your first thought? Yes, castle. So you, you must do a lot of driving to visit all these drive-ups. And uh, mm. how much how much mileage do you rack up each year? Hmm, 280,000 miles. How do you keep yourself from the boredom of waiting in all these lines, these drive-up lines? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I ordered some Play-Doh. Do you ever, you know, get into trouble having to relieve yourself waiting in all these lines all the time? Yeah. Did you ever have an accident, you know, if something go wrong in your pants? Yes and no. The answer is yes. You know what, let's say this. It was horrible. How many, exactly how many times have you shit yourself? Huh. Mmm. I think I'm on eight. Do you think perhaps you need counseling for this? Ah, uh, some. If you say so. Dude, if you're shitting yourself waiting in lines, I think you need to talk to a head shrink. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I... So what's going through your mind when you get in the car and... And get out to the, an RC event. Besides Castle, the the interesting thing is, uh, the thought that starts crossing my mind is, I may need to bring more food with me. Any other comments about your um, fast food drive up, whatever we're gonna call this thing? It's it's been actually a battle of mine recently. You know, like, hey man, I'm sick. So Monty, what else happens when you get hammered at an RC event? You know, uh really fuck it all up trip fall and kept on falling and uh yeah hello i expect you here probation i'm on probation 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 for unnamed crimes and the planker does not know i got a hold of his mic 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 microphone 
Send me batteries, wire, and most importantly I need an internet cable. Hurry. I need this shit. Shit shit. Hurry. Anyway, can you believe this stupid ass? Hole. Mike D is what a fa face. That's it. All right. Blast from the past. Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. Let's move it on to news and announcements. What do we got? That's what we got for news and announcements. (laughs) All right. I guess we don't have anything, huh? Uh, We don't have anything. Yeah, I didn't really see anything myself. It's been kind of quiet out there, huh? Mm-hmm. There's probably some. out there. There's probably something. We just haven't seen it. I've been kind of busy working and haven't been on Facebook a lot. So I'm sorry, guys, if I missed it. Maybe send us a message or an email. Let us know or something we're missing. Yeah. I, I know I've been seeing a lot of people posting. You know, they've been flying. So, you know. That that's all I've ever seen on uh, Facebook, so I didn't see anything new. Yeah, the weather's kind of turned, especially in the southeast, or well, the east, uh-huh. and uh, it's been nice lately. Yeah, awesome. Okay, let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby, then, huh? Yes. What's next for you, Steve? Um. We're going to get these packs all soldered up and weighed up and start doing them cycles on them. We'll do a, a quick three cycle on the, the charger to just kind of prep them. And then I'll probably do like three flights easy on them, you know, and then start really mm-hmm. pushing on them and, and start data logging, data, get some get some stuff. Nice. When uh, do you think you will get them soldered up and uh, three break-in cycles done? Or whatever you're going to do on the charger. Uh, I'm hoping to do the charger this week, like during the week while I work. I'll just sit the charger next to me. So that way I'm, I'm, um, so you know, I, I'm so monitoring I gotta, them and stuff. I got to figure out a way to get you this ESR meter before the weekend, right? Because you're going to fly this weekend. Yeah. I mean, and if you don't get it to me this weekend, that's fine. I still, like, I have three packs ready to go for the, um, for the raw. So I can still fly it. I would but, really um, love to know. get ESR readings before, like yeah, after yeah, you do a couple charger cycles, but before okay. you start flying them. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't need to fly them this weekend. Okay. I can fly the, these packs. <clears throat> the following weekend will be fine because I have several packs I can use. I have the 4,500s that I made and another 5,000. So. Right. I just um, need to do mine and write all that down and stick this thing in the mail real quick. Yeah. You might get it Friday if I mail it tomorrow. I mean, if you can be ready, I don't want to rush you. I want to make sure, you know. Yeah, I don't even know if I have time to go to the post office tomorrow. (laughs) I'm going to be in a tractor all day. Shoot, yeah. 
I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But yeah. Um, do that. Um, one day this weekend, go flying. I mean, today was like 80 degrees here, man. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful day, man. I really wish I didn't have work, but, you know, that's the break. So, um, beyond that, I don't know. Is there anything else? I wish Kevin was here. He'd be like, you don't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I work. I just work smart. <laughs> I work by typing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it really for me. Yeah. Well, speaking of work, that's probably yeah. all I'm going to do. I'm, meh, I might get a couple flights in, you know, possibly. But I don't think I'm going to be doing much else other than riding a tractor most of the week. What about Ian? You going to fly? Uh- I, I'm actually going to try to fly this weekend. Um, nice. Since I have one bird that's pretty much, it'll be ready to go by this weekend. I mean, it should be. Um, other than that, I've got work, uh, and then I've got to order some uh, some more parts for the for the 420. Uh, I need to get you know servos and a motor. That's really all that one is pretty much lacking before I can go ahead and get that maidened. And then uh, got to order a couple parts for the shuttle. I got to, you know, go ahead and uh, I need to get a new tail boom. And there's also like something for the receiver tray. I mean, it's the stock receiver tray for this generation of the shuttle is just a single piece of plastic. It comes out. Um, I guess with some of the newer iterations of the of the shuttle, there's actually a um, another. Uh, it bolts onto that to that receiver tray, and it just it's more of a sturdier kind of mount, and it'll raise the the fly barless up a little bit because I've got the the version one of the Neo in it, and there's just not enough slack to uh, put the the standalone sensor where I need it to go, so. Not to mention, it's going to stiffen up that whole area. Um, Why do you need a standalone sensor for the Neo? Um, well, it's the it's just a you know, the V one Neo. I mean, it's got that. Uh, it's the separate V link. That's what it is. Oh, okay. So it's a yeah, non V link yeah. Neo. That's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so there's not enough slack for it. So I kind of needed to raise the Neo up, and then on top of that, I was worried about vibrations with the with the stock configuration of the, of the receiver mount and the battery tray. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got to order those two pieces and that way I can kind of get a little bit more done on the shuttle. I mean, it's nearly there. It really is. Um, nice. going to go ahead and, uh, sim on Friday night and be on discord. Uh, I kind of haven't simmed in the past week, so Friday, last Friday, I was like so wiped out from work. I just chilled on the, just on Discord. I didn't even sim. Um, and then Saturday, I'm picking up a cargo topper. Uh, gonna be mounting that on the Jeep. Um, really gonna need it when it comes to. What's a cargo know, topper? Is it that like big plastic bins that people put on their top of their? Car? Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. We're going to use that for like, uh, you know, road trips, camping. Uh, mm-hmm. might, that might be something I might bring to a fun fly, you know, just, you know, toss some extra stuff in there. And then when I'm sleeping in the Jeep, I can put my helis in it. Uh-huh. Um, Why don't you just sleep in that thing? I probably could. Fixed all your problems but, right now. Uh-huh. Well, it only holds up to 150 pounds, so I, 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 so I passed. Go on a diet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even when I was skinny, I was still too heavy for that. I mean, at the lightest that I was, uh, I was like two. I was like 170. But um, yeah, I kind of needed that, especially for like uh, the San Antonio trip we're going to be making. You know, at the towards the end of May, so. Yeah, that'll be a big bonus. Wait, wait, wait. But, Towards the end of May? Oh, okay, okay. You still going to be able to do spring fling? Because that's the beginning of May, right? End of April, beginning of May? Yeah, that's. I'm hoping that I can swing it. I and mean, if it becomes a, a little tight to where I don't know, I, that's when I probably might bail. I don't know. But I mean, so far, everything's looking pretty good. Okay. I mean, it's, it's pretty close. I didn't find out about the dates as far as, uh, when like my family, uh, you know, when they're having the graduation, cause what it is, I've got a cousin that's graduating high school and I got another one that's graduating college all in the same weekend. And we didn't find out about the dates until after, you know, I was already gone home about you know, spring fling. Cause I thought it would be, nah, like, it's just cousins. They don't matter. Yeah. I, I, I never even went to any of my cousins. <laughs> just send anything. them a card with a hundred bucks in it and you're done. Yeah, true. I've never even but, heard of that. <laughs> to be honest, seriously, like unless the cousins are like living in the same town, like to actually, I don't know. Well, it's, for it, that? I mean, it's family that you know. We, I think the last time I went down there was like 2016. Okay, I mean, so we try to go down. <laughs> I don't think we'll I went to, to my brother's graduation. Oh, I definitely did not. I don't even think I went to my own. <laughs> Yeah, see, what I'm doing is, uh, like, when I first go down there, I'm actually going past it, San Antonio, and I'm going to go camping uh, down off of uh, um, Corpus Christi. You can actually drive your vehicle out on the beach and, like, go camping and stuff. So we're going to do that for, like, a day and then uh, come back up to San Antonio. Uh, probably be there for, like, another three or four days and then head back up. And I think my mom's taking an alternative route back up because she wants to stay down there a little bit longer. So it's like, okay, I'll just leave you here. So I think there's a little more to it. Just kind of get away from Missouri again. Yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, it's good to see family anyways, especially oh, yeah, during absolutely. this time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just say that. I don't really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I moved so far away from all mine? Mm-hmm. Smart man. <laughs> yeah. Hence why I only see mine like every few years, and it's like they're always on Facebook anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as far as that, that's everything that I've got going. You know, that's that's everything. Okay. Let's move it to listener pipeline. Do we have any voicemails? We do. Ooh, joy. Nice. I have one that came in on, let's see, when do we get a mail? On the 5th, whatever day that was. All right, what do we have? Oh, shit. Three, 
two episodes early, dude, I swear to God, Steve, I'm going to die in Kyle Stacy bag, come down there to Virginia and give you a sloppy wet kiss. I swear to God. But right now, thank you for the episode. Just driving out here for like two or three hours with nothing to listen to, guys beating up the wall. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to give you the horns, baby. <laughs> I think it's Chris Reams. Here, okay, here's another one. One more time if you didn't hear it the first time. Yeah! Nice. Awesome. All right, thanks. (laughs) Okay. Is that it? That's all we have so far. Okay, let's see what we have. All right, let's go to Facebook likes. We are at 1,348. I believe we have one name. And that lucky winner is Dave Harris. Thank you, Dave, for being number one. All right. Facebook comments. Actually, are we doing this without Kevin? Hmm. It feels kind of wrong to do this without Kevin. Yeah. Do we have? I'm, I'm only even if I don't even know if we have any comments. Yeah. I, I guess we, we should do. do it. Maybe we'll skip next week, but we'll do this week just because. Yeah, you know, going two weeks is too long. I think, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. Mm, yeah. Okay. Facebook comments. Yeah. On the, for the post for the last show, episode 265, fellow podcaster series with Frank Morad. Oh, shit. I'm going to mess it up again. <laughs> Moradios. Yes. That's probably not right. Close enough. Um, let's see. Steve <laughs> Wattenberg said, wait, I thought Andy and Scott Graham were switching. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I listened to that episode. Because you were disappointed, huh, Steve? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, I tried to call Scott. He didn't take my call. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and we had a something from Gray Eagle Jr. with a dude holding a bag of Doritos. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, I don't know. So, like most things he posts, I don't know. <laughs> Next post here uh, was from Ian. It says, coming oh, yeah. soon to a 7 Eleven near you. I heard these guys are going, I heard these are going to be a scorcher. And it's a picture of flaming hot Doritos, but it says more Doritos, oh. low calorie, flaming hot, mania. Maniacs powered an XL power edition, and it's got a picture of Frank on the bag. Yeah, man, <laughs> dude, he got his own Doritos. That's per- I know. Awesome. pretty good. Uh, That's like being on like, the Wheaties box to me. Yeah, you know, I like that it's flaming hot. Mm. Speaking I mean, of which, John Cook asked, oh, "What's flaming, Frank or the Doritos?" <laughs> LMAO, love you, Frank. <laughs> Uh, both, maybe? I don't know. 
Kyle Gaines said, I never, <laughs> I'll never hear Frank's last name the right way again. LOL. Uh-huh. And Steve says, everyone, let's give props where it's due. Master of hashtags and nicknames, the Heliheads podcast. Uh-huh. Hashtag Heliheads podcast. Yeah, they're the ones who came up with that more yep, real. I think so. they come up with most of those nicknames, I think. <laughs> yes. Is it now less Doritos or something? Or what is yeah, that? way less Doritos. Way less Doritos. That's it. Yep. <laughs> oh man, you should make a meme with like a small bag of Doritos, <laughs> way less Doritos. <laughs> and have his face uh, on it. But just his uh, face, not the rest of his body. Just his face. Better yet, the Chipotle, uh, uh, the kids' uh, tortilla bags. It's like literally a tiny little bag, and it's got like maybe two or three chips in it. That's it. Yes, but like you got to have it like where like. A normal size adult on the back. The <laughs> scale of it, you know? <laughs> Anyways. We had a uh, post from Steve wishing Mike D a happy birthday. Picture yeah, man. Happy you guys, birthday, Mike. A bunch of pictures of you guys with Mike. Mm-hmm. Lots of comments wishing him a happy birthday. Yeah. Mike said, thanks, fellas, except Kevin. <laughs> Always Kevin. I love it. <laughs> So that was fun. Uh, another meme from Ian says, uh-huh. happy birthday to one of the most fucked up, I mean, awesomest guys in the hobby, Mike D. Happy birthday, dude. I hope it's a good one. Now, this is maybe your best meme ever, Ian. Yeah, this is, this is, this is, this is why we pay you. Yeah, dude. it says, <laughs> a birthday with the planker. And it's the movie poster from A Weekend at Bernie's. But he's replaced the heads on the actors and Bernie with Kevin, Steve, and Mike D is Bernie being held up by the other two guys. Yeah, dude, and Mike D's expression is perfect for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> this guy's clown so nose on. Too, and some, We're like smiling yeah, both of you guys kind of fit. It's Yeah, it's pretty, pretty great. Oh, and then uh, and at the bottom, yeah. it says... Uh, he might be fucked in the head, but he's still the life of the party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. So that's a good one. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get here. Uh, Steve Yun says, this meme was the whole reason I invited you to join us. Keep it up, bro. And Ian says, one of the best ones he's done. Paul Schwartz says, he looks so natural, though it is quite... It, Though it's really quite unnerving the way his eyes to follow you around the room. (laughs) (laughs) He's got some quotes from the movie. Uh Uh, Mike is laughing, says, I can't breathe. Uh, Mike Welch said, weekend with Mike. That's awesome. Another gift from Gregle Jr. uh, with Bernie, like, dancing around or whatever. Bobbing his head as he walks. Yeah, Yeah, a bunch of laughing emojis from Kevin. Mm-hmm. So good job with that yeah. one. Oh, I know it was a spur of the moment thing. I was in traffic when I thought of it, and it's like I, I had seen it was Mike's birthday. He's like, "Damn, I got to think of something. I got to, I, I can't just pass up his birthday and not mess with him." Right. Uh huh. Well done. Awesome. Okay, uh, Facebook listener posts. <clears throat> Let's see what we have there, huh? Listener posts. Yeah. Let's just rename it to the Facebook. Chris Reiber's post. <laughs> yeah, the Chris Reiber page. Chris Reiber page, yeah. Uh, let's see. Chris Reiber posted a video of his YouTube, Winter Synergy 516 Flying Fun. How cool is two whole 
how cold is too cold for you? A balmy 28 degrees yesterday, but was able to get six flights running back and forth to the car between flights. Felt good to get a rotor back in the air. Interesting. He gets six flights in 28 degrees weather. I have, like, I don't know, Sunday was like maybe 50, right? 55 maybe. And I can only get four. Yeah, I, I don't even get one, like, if it's that cold. I'll, I'll just, yeah. like, look at the step outside, say nope, and then go right back in the house. Yeah. For me, like, I used to travel a lot. I mean, I guess I still travel far to fly. So when I get there, I'm like, I got to put in some flights. I don't care. Even if it's a couple. I still got to do a couple of flights. But, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yesterday, Chris posted, who doesn't like a good blooper reel? Here are my... Here are all my mishaps flying with uh, my willy planes. My willy planes, yeah. So he has a YouTube video link saying crashes, bloopers, close calls with his willy nillies. Nice. Yeah. So go check those out, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, website comments. What do we have? <clears throat> we have an email from the email man himself, Javier, that we haven't Ooh. heard from in forever. Yeah. I somehow knew we'd hear from him after the last episode. He titled it the Javier episode. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of was. Okay. So he writes, hi guys. So as you know, from your time with Frank, he doesn't like to listen to his own voice in podcasts. So when he was in the heliheads, he asked for feedback. So didn't think much of it when he asked me to listen to free fall when he was in it. I would think he would have to ask you. Don't you listen anyway? Yeah, right. I thought he listened to us, but okay. Maybe he he listened extra good this time. Mm-hmm, yeah. It says, that is until the Javier episode portion. But I have to admit, it did make me smile quite a few times. Just wanted to clarify a few things. Yes, I tune a lot. And I keep swapping from FBL to FBL, so when I have to relearn how to tune, and yes, V-bar, V-control would be easier. I keep hearing how easy they are to tune, but they also need a $1,200 radio and $300 plus FBL units. No, they don't. That's That's a bit of a difficult pill to swallow. Yes, I'm a hobby with 1K helicopters, but I have stopped growing, updating my fleet precisely to the budget constraints. Okay, I'm going to save my comments till the end. I absolutely hate fuel machines. Sorry, I can't help it. I can't add more aggravations to the already multiple ones I have, especially with my bad luck of running into issues that no one else seems to have. Because everyone else flies V-Bar. Shut up, Steve. V-Bar's got nothing to do with it. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just fuck it with it. Now you're aggravating me. (laughs) Nice. I don't care much about ultra high performance equipment because I know I can't squeeze that last percentage. That is usually the difference. I don't know what that's got to do with fuel models. Anyway, my choice of equipment gravitates toward what is most reliable. I need my helis to work when I want them to work. As Frank said, I have little time to fly. Usually only fly on Saturday mornings and only half of the year. Uh, besides, as it as I have already mentioned about budget constraints, I also cannot keep up with my helis if they have expensive consumable need. Yes, there's gassers that seem to be more reliable and less expensive fuel-wise, but they don't provide that rush of adrenaline that electrics 
or maybe even Nitro's offer. Uh, holy shit, this email's long. <laughs> As to why I seem to have an overall hate on Nitro talk, it's not really hate. I just do that kind of as a running joke. I usually go just go silent because it's like if someone talks about covering a wing or prop size or whatever, it's something I'm not familiar with that I really can't that I cannot really comment as I have no practical knowledge on it, as well as no future interest. Maybe if it comes out being mean or rude, it's not really my intent. Finally, to me, my helis are not just tools, they are beautiful machines, hence my goblin addiction. So a messy machine just doesn't fit me. Yes, I fly repaired canopies and booms, but if I had the budget, they would always be pristine. They are Italian-designed pieces of art that happen to allow you to draw shapes in the sky. Anyways, just wanted to close the loop on some comments, but overall, it was a really fun episode. Frank is a really cool guy that indeed is knee-deep in the hobby and always helping out as he can. Paul is a really smart guy that is very inquisitive. Those two guys could really make it work on their own. I'm just the filler. As a side note, it still blows my mind though, how you guys can keep getting episodes out each week like clockwork. We have struggled with getting together to record and edit, as you can see from our very inconsistent release schedule. Keep up the great work, racking up episode after episode. Cheers, Javier. Thanks, Javier. Now, you know, we always bust your chops. Yeah, yeah, we always bust your chops for fun, you know. We understand. And as far as the, the V-bar, Steve was joking about that. Um, I think, okay, my thoughts would be stop trying to tune your heli to feel like the sim. It's never, ever, 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 ever going to happen. Just no. forget about it. Fix, I only say that because it. you've, you've, I've heard you me- mention on your show multiple times that you try this unit and you can't get it to feel like the sim. So you go to the next unit and you can't get it to feel like the sim. Um, I fly brain. I've had Axon, I've got I've got V bar, whatever. None of them feel like the sim, no matter what you do. So yep. get that out of your head. Just find one and stick with it. If it's spirit, then stick with it. They yep. they, they work fine. And we just like to bust your balls about getting mad about other people talking about nitro. I don't blame you one. Nitro, nitro. <laughs> I don't blame you one bit for not wanting to fly it. I don't fly it very much it's too damn expensive to us it's funny how annoyed you get when other people are talking about it not that they're trying to get you to fly it that they're just having a discussion and you don't even want to hear other people talk about it that's what's funny to us Mm -hmm. but anyway thanks thanks for the email Javier you're a good dude we like hearing from you and summer's coming Yes. So get out and Urcha's fly. coming too. Yep. I hope to we'll see, see you at Urcha. Yep. Yep. Sweet. Okay. That uh, is all the messages from the website. <clears throat> all right. Um, people popping. Can you get the likes or? No. All right. Um, we're going to just skip the likes. I'll go straight into the comments because we do have some. And I don't want to fall behind on that. So. Five days ago, TM Titleback says, Episode 95 with Alex of MSH. Alex brights up a, a lot of really, uh, brings up a lot of interesting thoughts in regards to Fibro's units and programming. Uh, 
I admit I never learned to get along with the brain icon units, but it's still fascinating to listen to some one uh, some of the behind the scenes stuff going on at each of these companies. Uh, thank you for your insight and another great episode. All right. Thanks, Tim. And then um, Sherry Nichols 73 says, Sherry Nichols here. I am a little behind on the episodes, but good information on this episode. New female pilots and learning a lot from all you. I think, I think that, that was, was episode. episode 79, Legendary Burt Kimmer. Ah, okay. Cool. Uh, let's see. Alan Jenkins Jr. Four days ago says, great show, guys. Been enjoying all of them. I started from episode one, making my way through. Keep it up. Nice. Awesome. Thank you. Sweet. Uh, uh-oh. Great e- <laughs> Eagle Jr. Four days ago replies back to Alan Jenkins Jr. Says, progressive approach. Oh, man, I don't know what he's trying to write here. Please. <laughs> A pre-cavince, a pre I don't know what the hell, a pre cadavitz something. A p p r e u c a t i v n s. That it does not look like English to me. I don't know. It's so bad. I decided we needed music for it. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's just put music until I get through these two um, comments here. Um, and then another comment. Just a bunch of emoji eyeballs with some eyes looking left. <laughs> With a, a, a lot of, um, you know, what is that? Ball of yarn? Yeah, I thought it was a basketball, but I think it's a ball of yarn. Yeah, and then a lot of skeet, 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 skeet. Because it's, I don't know what those drops are supposed to mean except for that, what I just said. Um, let's see, Grey Eagle Jr., four days ago. I see feet, you I don't know. It's a donut and a penis <laughs> and a shower. <laughs> like, like maybe a bunghole. I don't know. Yeah, maybe bunghole, penis, shower. Greatness, Doritos, Jam, and Earl Genesis, Guitar Hero, Superman. Electrical, Positivity, Arc, Greeny, Power Tune. Rene Power Tune? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, TM Titleback one day ago says episode 98 with Michael Shaggy Parker definitely can't play this one at 1.7 times speed <laughs> he talks as fast as he flies <laughs> that is true Shaggy makes uh, a lot more sense if you play him at about 0.7 speed right right slow him down a little bit yeah <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> if you play me at 1.5 and Shaggy at 0.5 it would sound like we're talking the same yeah, I'm about 0.7. Mm-hmm. If I do a 0.7, I probably sound more normal. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nice. All right. That's all we have for that. Uh, let's see. iTunes review. Oh, I forgot to look. <laughs> <laughs> like crickets? Oops. Let me see. Uh, holy shit. We have an iTunes review. What? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Should we should we save this? I feel like we should save this for Kevin. I just feel bad. We get these so rare. Well, that's going to be two weeks, so. Uh, it says, great show, guys, from Andrew Locks. Love the show. Oh. Thanks for your weekly contributions. Helps me get through the traffic each week. And that was on Friday. Nice. Thanks, Andrew. You're the man. 
Oh, awesome. Sweet. Okay, so drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freeforce at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash freeforce podcast. Uh, check out our webpage, freeforcepodcast.show. Say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Flight Test Forums, Off the Field, Audio Video Production, Other Than Flight Test Podcast, Freeforce Podcast. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hilda Flyer. Hi, David Hill, a.k.a. Hilda Flyer. Hi, Dave. <laughs> Fellow podcasters. Oh, who's going to be doing this? Ian, Are of course. Ian? All right. What do we got here? To hear him squirm. Yeah, BKRC uh, Podcast. That's with Bert and Kyle. All right, inverted down under. That's with Ozzy, uh, Ozzy Mozzie and Jeff Smart. All right, the Heliheads podcast. That's with uh, Skids, Gucci, um, Yard Sale, Fence Post, and sometimes Flip Flop. Isn't it sometimes Yard Sale now? Sorry, mm-hmm. that is very true. Sometimes Yard Sale. <laughs> Houdini RC Heli podcast. Uh, I never can get this one. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Richard right. and Kenny. Yeah, Richard and Kenny. RC After Hours. Uh, is that one with Andre? Yes. Yeah, nice. <laughs> All, right. All right. Telerotor Podcast. Uh, that's with two mics. Um a Rob and a Rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. High Voltage. With Bobby Watts. RC Roundtable. That's with Fitz, Terry, and Lee. Uh, RC Plane Lab. Uh, is that the morning show? It is. Ron and Tom in the morning? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Starting to catch on. Yeah. <laughs> and skids up. Uh, that would be with Frank, Paul, and Javier. All right. And check out Bill Ann's YouTube channel. Bill, 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 Bill. Is that even a thing anymore? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm missing out or something. Okay. Thanks to all our listeners. We are Sky. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
パンパンパン。うんうん<laughs> Are you writing shit down, somebody? No. no, I forgot. God damn it, Steve. What the fuck are you doing? I'm on Facebook trying to. Quit fucking around and、thing. type this shit up. I don't know how to type. I don't know what to type. I'm so blah today. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I'm exhausted. Ow, fuck. I just hit my knee. At least hopefully that woke you up a little. No, it just made me even、yeah. more pissed off. Nice.